really the goal is just to use our stories to bring veterinary medicine to life for the pet caretakers of the world. Uh, and we're doing it because we believe that educating these caretakers is the most powerful thing that we can do to improve the life quality of all of the pets that we love. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Dr. Natalie Keith. Dr. Josiah Dame. Still. <laughs> I felt like you thought about it. Yeah. Uh, vet Tales. And today we're going to talk about parasites. Yes. Uh, on the outside. External parasites. Yes, indeed. The ones that tend to make us freak out. They are owners. Creepy. And me. And me. Yeah. It's, uh, I think ticks by far my least favorite of all things, except for cuterebra. Does that count? We'll make it count today. Okay. It's a fun one to talk about. And it it's is. technically external. When you and it is definitely a parasite. Yeah. Lit. And so, gross. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's, um, you know, something that every pet owner has to deal with on some level, um, either from a prevention or a treatment standpoint or mm -hmm. both. Uh, so, I think everybody can can maybe benefit from learning about it today. Yeah. And shout out to prevention for oh man letting pets sleep in my bed <laughs> right because <laughs> otherwise and they would not be in my bed no doubt um, you know and it's uh, they've come so far mm -hmm. like you know uh, the last ten years and stuff we have the whole new classes of drugs that have really revolutionized Which crazy yeah revolutionized it yeah to where we're not even like things I saw as a technician I'm I don't you even almost, think about anymore yeah mange specifically right yeah and I'm just like or if they have it I'm like cool here's the easiest treatment ever yeah I'm gonna make your life so much better yeah uh one just never stop off. working please that's right no doubt no to resistance just say no um yeah so I feel like um I think we should start with mange yeah uh, because it is something that um, I think it gets a lot of there's a lot of misinformation about mange and it's probably the thing that was most accidentally revolutionized by our new classes yes. of yeah. parasiticides so yeah you would you want to take do you want to start you want me to start I'll start mm -hmm. okay so there's like two primary types of mange um, sarcoptic and demodex um, mange uh, most commonly we would see demodectic mange, which is going to be mange that's it's always kind of on the body, and some breeds um, seem to be more um, predisposed to developing like an unchecked version of it. But essentially, mm -hmm. it's always on the body, and for some reason, um, it becomes unchecked and it proliferates and it causes hair loss, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Definitely just, a hereditary component to that yeah. unchecked-ness. Coupled French, with stress. French bulldogs, um, bulldogs. Pit bulls. Pit bulls. Um, and funny enough, like, if a female dog is whelping or about to have babies or pregnant. Or in will, just starting her heat cycle. Yeah. That's another common time. They'll start to lose hair and become kind of mangy. And it's because their immune system is yeah. uh, kind of lowered. And so the mange takes the opportunity. Um, and so... That's one. Um, the nice thing about that one, it's not itchy, as itchy. Because unless they get a secondary. Unless they get a secondary skin infection. Um, versus, and it's it's not zoonotic, meaning you can touch that dog all day long and you're not going to get demodectic mange. On the flip side is sarcoptic mange, um, which is going to be a mange that 
wrecks that dog's skin, is very itchy, um, so they're super, super clinical, and they're scratching all the time, their skin's bleeding, they lose all their hair. And then you start to scratch. Then you start to scratch because it is zoonotic, meaning it can transfer to people, um, mainly like prolonged contact with that pet, and then your other pets in the home, too, can get it. Yeah. Um, and it's just not a good time. And... Yeah, it used to be a bear to treat. Yeah, because we used to have to do ivermectin um, injections. injections every two weeks. You know, one of my very first cases is right out of school, um, even before we opened the clinic here, and uh, it was a yellow lab, and they came into me because that the veterinarian that they had been seeing recommended euthanizing the dog because it had sarcoptic mange, which he. Uh, the veterinarian felt was incurable Mm -hmm. and you know of course it is you know catchy to other animals and the people and things so they came to me for a second opinion and so naturally i (laughs) the dog with ivermectin it was fine (laughs) Uh, but it did take us six weeks you know um and it was you know a lot of kind of just management of um of you know skin yeah yeah and not yeah and not like not cross-contaminating with the other animals that were susceptible in the household and you know things like that but and then our life changed when isoxazolines came out which are going to be like the new um flea and tick prevention um and this is the the one labeled prevention for demodectic mange Mm -hmm. demodectic mange so it's not even labeled for sarcoptic is Advantage Multi. Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, and then Brevecto came out. I don't um, think so. Now I'm second-guessing myself, too. I just know it says mange on the box. Yeah, it just says mange. So maybe it is sarcoptic, too. So Advantage Multi um, will kill the, the mange, and I'm assuming um, that blankets both demodectic and sarcoptic. Probably so. Yeah. And I felt like... I, there was a part of me that felt like I still like I could use it to prevent flares, but mm-hmm. I had I don't think it like treated it well. Yeah, right, you know, so I would still end up giving them ivermectin with the advantage multi for you know two to four weeks, and then the multi would keep things kind yeah. of in check. Yeah, and then the isoxazolines came out, which is going to be your Brevecto next guard, mm-hmm. and this is off label, so mm-hmm. it's it's not labeled for it. There's but, no mange mite picture on the box, but everybody knows that it definitely. St- kicks them yeah (laughs) it's yeah and it's it's an interesting um just kind of conundrum because it's like it is extremely good at treating range but in order for it to have its picture on the box you would have to uh go all the way back through the fda studies find a series of a set of of patients that had mange prove that it was treating it it's a very expensive trial and um so drug companies are not motivated to change the label Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it is more or less effective they just weren't aiming for that when they were getting the label for it they were focused on fleas and ticks and then it was just like by happy accident that we realized it was going to change our lives yeah and so um a lot of these dogs um you you know will give them a brevecto and by the end of the three months that it lasts the um the mange is gone um which is super helpful and they do respond i feel like they're not as itchy really quickly too yeah um, so they get relief a lot faster and you don't have to worry as much about the household when it comes to, obviously the people have to, you know, be more touchy, but your other pets, they can all get Brevecto too. And, and yeah, it's, we're, you know, we're in a happy place. Yeah. And so it's, it's become very simple now and it's weird because when I was a technician, it wasn't simple. And I remember going on farm calls to houses with like a lot of dogs and they all had 
mange and we were giving them ivermectin injections. Yes, which ivermectin is not super benign, whereas yeah. these drugs, the Nexgard, the Brevecto, Semperica. Semperica, yeah. Um, those are the ones that we have. And, and Advantage Multi is a different class of drug, yes. but uh, the Semperica, Nexgard, and Brevecto oh, yeah. are all uh, kind of sisters. And um, they're very, very well tolerated, mm-hmm. unlike the ivermectin, which, you, you know, you do run into toxicity scares, especially mm-hmm. with certain breeds. Like, if you have a uh, border collie with mange, like, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. So, just a, it's just, yeah, a whole lot safer, a whole lot easier. It's so nice. It's and so, so nice. Demodex, if they don't have a secondary infection, sometimes you can just get away with giving the isoxazoline. Um, and then if it is sarcoptic, typically they already have a secondary skin infection. So, I usually do... Yeah. Um, two to four weeks, depending on how bad the skin infection is, um, with an antibiotic. Sometimes I add on Apoquel just to help with the immediate itch. Yeah, because um, a steroid can worsen it because it's going to suppress the immune system. Yeah. And the immune system is what is supposed to be keeping the mange in check in the first place. Yeah. So you don't want to suppress it. So sometimes I do Apoquel. I usually do a two-week recheck. And then after that, if the skin infection is gone, I'm usually like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't discontinue your prevention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or I'll see you back. The last mange I saw was... Uh, six to 12 months ago, it was in some puppies that were rescued in South Texas and mm-hmm. brought up to Dallas. Um, and I was like, hmm, they look mangy. And I scraped, because the way we diagnose mange is going to be skin scraping. So I scraped their skin. And I was like, sure enough, this I'm is sarcoptic mange. Yep. And so yeah. that was the last one I had. I uh, That that dog that came in last night um, is a three-year-old <laughs> pit. I, I, I assure you, she's she's got mange. Yeah. We haven't scraped her yet because we were dealing with other health issues of hers. Um, but she's going to have it. But she was, um, you know, she's not on preventions and things like that. Um, it, but it's a, once you figure out what you're up against, it's yeah. easy peasy. Yeah. And you scrape the skin and you put it on a little bit of oil and oil. Oil. <laughs> oil. And you uh, look at it under the microscope and you will see the long friend, which is the demodex, mm-hmm. or the circular friend, which is the sarcoptic. But yeah. The long ones are so cute. <laughs> they look like little, like Jabba the Hutt. C- cigar combos and they just their little legs just wiggling around but the round ones the sarcoptic mange they are they're like tiny ticks yeah tiny ticks and they are disgusting disgusting I hate and they, them. it's gross it's they so bur- gross and, yeah and they burrow yes yeah skin scraping sucks just because they do burrow so you have to like what I was taught was you have to scrape until you get blood yeah you get the little like First little pin, pinpoint bloods yeah especially so, on sarcoptic mm-hmm. so you basically give them like a little little scrape on their mm-hmm. knee essentially but mm-hmm. um yeah. And then I always recommend spaying and neutering those dogs with the Demodex yeah. because they do tend to flare with any kind of, like the females with their cycles or with gestation or whelping. Um, but then also males, when they get super stressed out about like knowing there's a receptive female in the area, mm-hmm. their immune system will get all um, out of sorts mm-hmm, and they'll break again with mange. Um, plus, it, the the, the demodectic mange, or the red mange, is, is commonly called around here. Um, it, there's that hereditary component. So if you've got a dog with the outbreak, and uh, and then it's breeding, it's likely to send down the line its genetic inability to keep those <coughs> mange mites in check. And so you'll have more puppies with mange. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, yeah, that's mange. Yeah, um, but yeah, not all mange. In fact, most mange isn't contagious. So I think that's one thing that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, sarcoptic is far less common uh, than the demodex. Mm-hmm. And and the management plan for it now is just so 
easy. Mm -hmm. So that's good. And then uh, also, you know, so, you know, not only is it easy, but it's also simultaneously treating all of our other external parasites that we're worried about. Yeah. Like fleas and ticks. Fleas and ticks. Which is a whole nother can of worms. Which I'm shocked we have not opened up yet. I know. Well, we've, we've touched on them. We touched on the flea tick situation when we went over itchy dogs. Mm -hmm. But they, um, you know, definitely, I think talking about fleas and ticks in their life cycles is worth having that discussion now. And then probably, you know, in another couple few months, we'll go over, um, like, the diseases caused by them. Yeah. Because that's a whole nother. Whole other can of worms. Yeah. So it's getting warm out. So get ready. Yeah. Also, I just want to say, like, the the thing that <laughs> I think coming. people are so funny. Um, but and, also, they're already still here. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. That people are like, oh, it's almost tick season. I'm like, y'all, no, 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 no. Every season is tick season in Oklahoma. It's just different ticks. Yeah. You know, we see um, we see ticks all 12 months of the year. In fact, I had a, a cat came in yesterday that the owners had just found out. She'd been like hiding out behind their like shed or whatever and finally they got her to come in and took her in and she is so cool and so sweet and so pregnant and also had so many ticks and this is february so <laughs> so anyway so that was an interesting went through two freezes <laughs> yeah right i mean and, and they weren't playing those no. we had a good freeze for it lasted for yeah over a week days, yeah. yeah i mean i think it was it didn't get over freezing for like eight days yeah but some of the days were especially brutal. Mm -hmm. Ice and all that. So, yeah, uh, I guess we'll start with fleas. Okay. And just go over Sunny that. 72 all year round in your house. Yeah. So the, the problem with fleas mm -hmm. is that they are going to live in your house and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I like to compare, this is just my, my elevator pitch of fleas. Fleas, um, I tell people they're an iceberg. So the adults that you're seeing on your pet in your house are... They're just the top layer. Um, and then you get down to your floor and your carpet, and then you're looking at, okay, now we have um, <clears throat> we have the pupae, the larvae, and the eggs mm -hmm. um, in the carpet. And that constitutes a whole other, you know, <laughs> large life cycle that's going through your carpet. Yeah, that's like 5% five, 5 is the adults, right? Yeah, 5%. Um, and essentially, you have that hatch-out cycle, which happens every, like, what, three to four weeks yep. or so. So um, when we start treatment on a pet that has fleas, I'm like, buckle up, because you're going to see them die off really quickly. Because, again, we're going to give you an isoxazoline. It works super well. They're going to – all the adults are going to die off because it's only killing the adults. And then – You'll see in three to four weeks a little hatch um, hatch out occur, but they're going to die pretty quickly. And you'll see that two or three times before you're completely mm -hmm. clear. So our rule yeah. of thumb is treat for three months. You'll clear the infestation in the home. Yeah, and I think NextGuard actually on their box recommends four. Four. Months, I think probably because you don't know exactly where you're at in yeah. that cycle. Um, you know, like are you on day one or day 20 when mm -hmm. you give the first dose? Um so, you know, making sure that you're aware of that. And then I think the other thing that's important to think about when you talk about it's only killing the adults and so these new ones are going to hatch out and bite. If you have a dog or cat that has a flea on it, that flea will bite that pet every 30 minutes, 24 hours a day. So it's 48 times one flea bites it. Once they have this chemical in their bloodstream, the flea will bite it one time, die immediately, and is never able, because they have to hatch take a blood meal, then they lay mm -hmm. eggs. So they die before they ever perpetuate their life cycle. Yeah. And, and so. Yeah, and you're cutting down the bites by 47 times. <laughs> Which is good, because <laughs> yeah. flea bites, 
like we think of them as a benign thing in older dogs, but I've seen numerous cats, puppies with anemia, so low red blood cells because fleas have just stolen all their blood. Yeah, we we did a blood transfusion on a cat this summer because yeah. of a flea bite anemia. Yeah, it's it, it's tough and sad. Yeah, it is because it's preventable. Um, and then you have other end of that spectrum as you may have, a, a, I feel like it's more common in dogs than cats on this, but they will have like one flea mm-hmm. and they will chew their entire body raw so, because they have a flea allergy. Um, I went to a flea CE <laughs> and I, I learned something. Um, inconsistent exposure to fleas and flea bites are going to be your more likely flea allergy dermatitis dogs than the ones that constantly live with them. Oh. And so the dogs who inconsistently get exposed to fleas are the ones that tend to have the worst skin mm-hmm. um, when it yeah. comes to flea allergy. So that's that's nice to know. And when I see a pet with a flea allergy dermatitis, I go, okay, you probably haven't had fleas that often. Um, but because you do have them now, you're having an issue. We need to, you know, be more consistent with our Brevecto. And it's usually the client who isn't consistent with it so like they got one last year they got two the year before and i'm Mm -hmm. like okay you have to do it year round i know that the winter comes but squirrels still run through your yard and the the flea still jumps off the squirrel and onto your dog and And then once they get in your house it doesn't matter because it's it's a like i say sunny 72 all year round in your house so there is no flea season um because they absolutely do fabulous inside and i'm preaching to myself but if you have cats in your home, they are a perfect little reservoir for your dog that's getting monthly prevention. Yeah. And so you treat your cats in your house. I did that. You have dogs who are going in and out. Yeah, I did that. I think I maybe have told this story before. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. Listen, so there's no judgment here. Like, I just thought my cat never goes outside. I've got my dogs on prevention. The cat doesn't need prevention. And I will tell you I was wrong. I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. And one adult female can make 2,000 baby fleas in her life. So all you have to have is one little guy that gets inside, or gal, as it were, and you got a problem. Mm-hmm. It's gross. It's so gross. Yeah. And it's like, as someone who has gotten through fleas before in my home, too, it makes you crazy. It does. It's, <laughs> Just being honest. It yeah. Like, it's like a yes. psychotic break for it's, a second. Yeah, it's when like. you're like, oh my gosh, you look at your sock because they like the white. Yeah. Like, oh no. Like I've broke I'm broken. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's like whenever you hear a story about there was some kid at school with head lice and now your hair itches. Oh yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um and so usually when people come in and they're like, Oh no, like I have fleas, I'm like, it's fine, we're gonna treat everybody, we start everybody's treatment. A lot of people are like, do we bomb our house um, or do we call an exterminator? Usually I'm like, no, like if you treat your pet for the three to four months they should alleviate. Now, what we do tell you to do, vacuuming will help pull up a lot of the um, eggs, larvae, pupae in the carpet. So that might limit the amount of hatch out that's happening after that first. Um, can't hurt might help. Yeah, yeah, can't hurt might help. And then I've actually used, um, personally, when I had that issue, used a, there's little like sticky trap plugins that you can mm. put into your outlets. Yeah. Those work. It's so creepy. It's they so do because they, they are attracted to the movement and yeah. the shadow. And so then they'll like, you Anyway. <laughs> they'll pop towards it yeah, and then I, get stuck on it. I feel like the one time that bombing would be worth it is if you're getting ready to move into a new rental property or something that hasn't had anybody in it recently a lot of times there will be fleas and those suckers will just stay in the environment stagnant for like six months mm-hmm. waiting and then you walk in and then all of a sudden the little like, it's like a horror movie it's like a horror movie where you get attacked by little black <laughs> seeds 
all over your body. And so, yeah. So bomb, bomb a new place before you move into it. Um, But otherwise, like if it's just your house, just put your animal on the good quality flea. Every animal, every animal Mm -hmm. in the house on a good flea prevention and it will sort itself out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell people all the time, I'm like, your dog is the Trojan horse. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just put them in there. <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> they'll, they'll, take out the, they'll take out the fleas for you. Um, next guard, um, if you've been on the next guard for the four months, they do have a um, incentive a program. Yeah. program where a guarantee. Like, a guarantee. If if every pet in the home is on a product and you still are experiencing fleas, they'll they'll help you. They'll like, yeah, they come in, they do like a whole investigation. They will actually pay for bombing treatments if needed. Like they'll figure out what the loophole is. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure like there could also be variables, especially if you're like in an apartment setting. Yeah. That can be hard. Um so they do have some really cool guarantees and they have like teams of people like that you can just call and ask questions and they'll run through like scenarios mm-hmm. with you and give you advice and troubleshoot with you and uh because it can feel really overwhelming yeah yeah oh definitely not as bad as bed bugs i think the people that i've seen deal oh. with bed bugs i i feel for them like it's like almost as bad as a house fire <laughs> i never got bed bugs i yeah but um if anyone went to oklahoma state university there's i mean any university there's seasons where you hear like the rumors of like, oh my gosh, like XYZ Hall yeah. has yeah. bed bugs, and you instantly start to panic. Yeah. And if you're me, you definitely panic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I once, <laughs> I lived in a um, a home that was sectioned off into three different apartments. So there was external access. There wasn't any shared space. It, there was like three doors. You could, but it was an old home, and you could only get to like your little apartment. And they're like little studios. I one day looked up on the second floor where the third apartment was and I saw something taped to the door and I ran up there because I was curious because I'm like what did what did she tape to her door and I looked at it and I went well I've had parasitology a couple times and that is definitely a bed bug (laughs) (laughs) and I instantly panicked yes and uh I was like no Yes, I, as you back away slowly, <laughs> then turn and sprint. Yeah, I, I, so I lived right below them, and I, like, taped my outlets, and I was like, no. And they heat-treated, because that's the new thing. They oh, okay. Um, they heat-treated the um, the building, except mine. And I was like, great, they're just going to crawl to mine. But yeah, they, yeah, they right. didn't. They didn't. You made it. You I just managed looked to... constantly. I was like... I bet Joe didn't yeah. sleep for three weeks. No. Anyway, okay, so yes, another little mite creature. Yeah, gross. Um, okay, so um, moving to ticks. Yeah. Um, grossest. Gr- they are the grossest things. of all. They embed their heads into flesh <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> this is why I have trouble with ticks. I hate them. Um, the, yeah, I don't like ticks either. Yeah. Uh, environment control is really important with ticks, though, because mm-hmm. um, keeping your grass short, um, keeping, you know, hedges trimmed back, yeah. that kind of thing, because they don't do well in the heat and direct sun. Mm-hmm. Um, some people with really bad issues, like, like let's say you have a creek behind your house with a lot of deer, mm-hmm. you can actually run like a gravel bed barrier mm-hmm. um, out on the perimeter of your fence if you, if you have that opportunity, because they really cannot make it across that. Like, like a, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just can't do it. So, um, so that's really helpful. Um, and then just, you know, routine prevention, uh, tick diseases are real. They're real for dogs. They're real for cats. Cats just straight die. 
Um, they're real for people. And they're real for people. So yeah, We don't talk about it a lot, I feel like, in Oklahoma, but um, I think I mentioned it before, my family is from the New England area, and I have multiple cousins who have a Lyme yeah. disease. And yeah. That's and, not you know, uh, one, of, one of our staff's son got Rocky Mountain spotted. Mm-hmm. Um, three years ago he was in the hospital like it was yeah it's no it took joke. him a minute to figure I, out what's going on <laughs> this uh last summer i was um i had a tick on me and i'm me so I, so I you kept it, it. I, <laughs> I did keep it i pulled <laughs> it off i kept it in a jar because i was yeah. like if i get sick sure enough the, we're gonna, test, <laughs> we're this gonna little guy. test this little guy um i called my doctor and i was like hey i had an engorged tick that looks like xyz on me and she went why do you know what tick that is <laughs> and I was like, I'm a veterinarian. And I was like, can I get some doxy? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get sick. No just, doubt. So did they? They did. Good. <laughs> it's like, awesome. Y'all are just feeding into my <laughs> problems. You're enabling. You're enabling me. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so, yeah, ticks mm-hmm. stink. Again, isoxazolines are awesome. Yeah. Because they're going to kill the tick within um, 24 hours, which it usually takes... It takes greater than 24 hours or 24 hours to, I think, that's right around there, uh, yeah. to transfer the diseases. It depends on the can. disease yeah. and the tick. Like, yeah. if the wrong tick with the right disease kind of combo can be faster or slower. Yeah. And so, basically, I think rule of thumb then was, you know, if they need to die before 24 hours so that they don't transfer that mm-hmm. disease to the um, patient. So... Um, the isoxazolines do that. And so I tell people all the time, you're still going to find a tick on your dog and it may even still be alive if it just bit your dog. Right. But it will die before it transfers disease. Um, that is the goal. Um, you know, just to quickly run through some of those diseases, the most common we see is Ehrlichia. Uh, second most common is probably Rocky Mountain. Uh, yes, but, you know, the issue with Rocky Mountain is we don't have the snap for it, so you have to be suspicious enough to send out the titer, which is a bit pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, technically, you're looking at then Rocky Mountain. Yeah. We don't really have Lyme here unless the dog's been traveling. I know. Okay. You had, I know. <laughs> I will tell y'all. Um, here's the tale. Two weeks ago, had a client come in, tested both of their dogs, and... They came up positive for Ehrlichia, not shocked. 20% of our population is positive for Ehrlichia. Doesn't mean they have active disease. It just means they're exposed to mm-hmm. Ehrlichia. Their body made antibodies at some point. Yeah. They both tested positive for Lyme. Which and so they I, tell us isn't possible. So I instantly panicked and I go, sir, <laughs> <laughs> have your dogs left this state? Yes, we were in Connecticut or something yeah. for a month at one point in the summer. And I said, Good. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, said, I don't have to call in the, ho- the don't black have to call, Yeah, I don't have to call the health department because um, I was worried that he was going to be like, my dogs have never left my property in Oklahoma. And I was going to be like, okay, well, I need to call. Yeah, because now we have I need the, to call the, parasitology the at Oklahoma black-footed State. mouse or the white-footed mouse or whatever it is. Which is know. it? Yeah. Anyway, it has colored feet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the intermediate host of yes and that's the reason why we don't have lime here is because we don't have the intermediate host here yeah you know anyway but i mean could happen i think it's coming or i I think there has been some cases but it gets again then you're just like okay well there's probably a like a weird reason yeah exactly but no they had travel history traveled or something yeah the dogs had travel history and i was like great um they've probably that was eight years ago that they had traveled he said interesting and i was like 
Cool. Um, I'm still putting them on Doxy because they both have signs of arthritis, even though it's probably all old sure. age. Let's do a course of Doxy and just recheck them. Um, yeah. And get on prevention and stay on it. And yeah. Ehrlichia is nice because most of the time, I would say 99% of the time, these kiddos aren't clinical. So it's just a good reminder um, clinical meaning they're not sick from the Ehrlichia. They right. just are a positive titer to it. It's a good reminder to be like, don't miss your prevention. Yeah, your dogs are getting exposed more than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, people, ha- like I would say most people are shocked when they find out their dog had a tick disease because they never saw a tick. Yeah. And it's not just the big dogs who run pastures. It's Mm-mm. the little Yorkies in all your the backyard time. too. Yeah, we see it all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, quick shout out also to Soresto Collars. Uh, they get a bad rap. Sometimes there's been some actual like lawsuits over the allegations against them, though. So if you Google it, you'll see all sorts of interesting stuff. I still really love the Soresto Collar. Um, I have never once had an issue with it. As long as your dog isn't frequently getting wet, um, it's a great other alternative outside of those oral preventions. Because some dogs don't, don't take those well or can't take them or yeah. whatever. Um, so that's another good flea and tick product. Won't help with your mange. Yeah. We've... You know, we use a lot of the Isaac Sazalines. Again, they're killing the ticks and they're killing the, yeah. the fleas. And then I guess the the weird outlying um, external parasite that we haven't touched on is going to be um, walking dandruff or uh, lice. Yeah. Super, super uncommon. Yeah. I think Host specific as well. So. Yeah. Not not common at all. Good news. The medications we use kill those. Yeah. So Your ticks as well. Yeah. They're uh, becoming more and more uncommon as we've gotten better and better at yeah. our um, now the rabbits you know they're not going on these and so we'll still see <laughs> yeah. them with their ear mites and things like that yeah. and then we have to go back to old school treatments of yeah. you know topical ivermectin and things like that mm-hmm. but and then um the gross outlier that's not technically an external parasite, but i don't know cuterebras they're they're oh yeah they're interesting they're a little fun they make a good video but um, essentially you have kittens and cats who jump down um, rabbit holes or put their necks into rabbit holes. And this fly will lay its uh, eggs around the opening of it to try to get into the skin of the rabbit. But they'll find their way into the poor little kitten or cat. Um, and essentially, it, the they come out of their egg, they burrow into the skin, and then they create like a little pocket where the cuterebra which is like a large larvae grows and they can get pretty big i mean yeah they're like grape-sized maggots dude it's disgusting <laughs> and they're horrific and they have, have to... this little breathe hole in the skin so it just looks like a little knot with this tiny little perfect pore yeah and you yeah. and people will come in and be like i saw something move and i'm like you probably did and again <laughs> horror movie um, I, I like them. I have like a gag reflex with them. I can't. I, I like, like. I will them. run from the yeah. room. So what great. I do is I will tag you in anytime I have one. You can have the satisfaction <laughs> of getting those little. Again, these are fat job of the huts with little black pricklies. Ugh. They look like yeah, fat job of the huts. Um, I smear Vaseline over the hole so that they start to suffocate a little bit, and then they exit the hole, and then you grab them. And you try to gently pull them out of the orifice that they've created. Because you don't want to rip them because it can cause an anaphylaxis reaction. But the satisfying thing about it is when you pull it, it's like suction cup sound. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) (laughs) And then they just like writhe around. And then they wiggle around um, and they're disgusting. But... 
the reason why we remove them and not just let them turn into a fly and fly off. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because that's what they do. They turn into a fly. They cause a lot of infection and inflammation. Inflammation. Yeah, they can. If they rupture in there, they can even like cause some anaphylaxis. Yeah. And if they pick a bad spot like the eyeball um, it could cause a lot of issues and so you can get some bad location cuteribras that are like not good um i have a cuteriba video we should post it okay yeah on youtube with a warning yeah warning not (laughs) from from the podcast youtube channel yeah do not proceed if you're squeamish yeah yes but um that does not have a prevention other than keep your cat inside yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's just tough nanners, but yeah. it's not very common. We only see a couple a year, I think, mm-hmm. so. All right, cool. That's everything. That's 30 minutes of external parasites for your enjoyment. Yeah. Hope it was fun. And if you guys have any questions, concerns, as always, come uh, find us, holler, email, call, text, Northside Veterinary Hospital, and we're here to help. All right, signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.